and welcome to this week's episode of Netball Nation. Now, thankfully, the dynamic duo has been reunited. Wee. I think we need a round of applause just for that. Last week, Mags, me and Sarah were lost without you. I just oh, kept no. laughing over to that no. side of the desk. Fell, fell apart without you, Mags. <laughs> Rubbish. Like the glue that keeps us together. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm surprised that Mags is together, actually, because she's yeah. been away. She's been got the web Mags. <laughs> I have. I've, I, Sarah's not wrong. I have got a good you tan. Have, I'm yeah. one of those sellers from the North Africa. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, bit, a little cheeky week in Benny Dome. And, and you took your daughter with you, didn't you? Yes, as I've explained earlier, I think I've damaged my child. Yeah, we, we won't go into the conversations we've had off air, but Benny Dome. Max has been keeping it classy. Yes, yes. Do you know oh. what? Me and Sarah are just jealous that we went there, really, aren't you we? You must go. Well, do you know well, I will go. But I have been. Mag- oh, Sarah, Sarah, am I right? Am I right? I mean, I went after, um, after my A-levels, so <laughs> a long time ago now, but... And was, and was it all that Mags dressed it up to be? It was. And more? It, it was and more. Well, do you know what? We're going to start the show with a huge shout out to Sticky Star. I hope you're well. <laughs> <laughs> if we, you know, you know. <laughs> should we, Sticky Vicky's retired. Right, should we get a crack in then? Welcome to Netball Nation. First up, we're going to be finding out which four teams have managed to secure semi-final spots in the Suncorp Super Netball competition. And we'll be asking Mags and Sarah to put their money where their mouths are with more predictions. Also going to be chatting about any vitality, uh, about the Vitality Super League player transfer news and discussing what really goes on behind the scenes. Mm. Finally, you guys, we're going to be putting you in the hot seat as we hit you with some Netball uh, Nation listener questions. Are you Ooh, up for that? We've had quite absolutely. a few come in. I don't know. The, I know. <laughs> their faces, they always look a bit like hesitant when I ask? say that. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Right then, over to the Suncorp League we go. Ladies, what an incredible round 14 of Suncorp Netball we were treated to. How exciting was that? It was awesome. Um, I mean, as usual... Got all the predictions wrong, pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, did you predict? We did. Was going, you, you managed right. it. You got away with that. Yeah, match. you got so, away with it. Um, for so, anyone who needs a recap on that, firstly, Sarah, last week you backed Giants to make the top four. <clears throat> Cough up. Yeah, I know. To, to be fair, when when Giants had played FIFA and they got like six points, I was like, they've probably done enough. I can't see Magpies getting like that many points, seven or more against Vixens. And then the next day, Magpies go and get seven points against just Vixens. Just what they needed. So it's just like mm. insane. Like Giants must be gutted because it's a weird way to finish your season. Like to to think you've probably done enough on the Saturday and then on the Sunday, it's like, oh no, your season's over. Because it's Gosh. like, you don't have the end of season, like see that you later to your yeah. fans or yeah. anything like that. It's yeah. just a little bit of a like, ugh. Mm, there we go. Yeah. And do you know what, Sarah? I bet anyone who was listening last week who you didn't back, I bet they're like that. Buzzy! <laughs> basically, whatever you went against, they got the result. Uh, yeah. So, uh, just to set the scene with this and probably explain why you backed Giants, Sarah, like you say, Magpies needed to win the match and take all four bonus points or win three bonus points and the match by seven or more goals to claim a spot in the minor semi final. Yeah, that's, and that was show. a massive, massive ask against teams. Vixens. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge, yeah. So. And- I think Vixens will be disappointed with that with that result. Uh, yeah, Magpies rose to the challenge, beat Vixens, an incredible 58-47 to claim their place in the semis. Uh, did either of you catch any of the games at all? Yeah, I, I, I saw the... Um... I obviously saw the Fever Giants game and then I saw some of the, the Magpies-Vixens game. Um, and just like... I am impressed with Magpies at the minute. Um, like I said, a little bit disappointed with Vixens. I thought they would have... Mm. Probably played a little bit better in the in the Melbourne derby than that, but um, I, I'm disappointed. I think Gi- Giants will be very disappointed <laughs> with disappointed. them. Yeah. <laughs> well, for uh, Magpies as well, then it's a huge result, isn't it? Especially given the recent media blow up after Rob Wright's heated conversation with Kelsey Brown, and then of course Kelsey's ACL injury. Yeah, they've they've had 
it's almost like they've got like a bit of a siege mentality now because they've had a, a couple of things kind of go against them. There's the 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 media stuff about Rob Wright, that Kelsey Brown's injury. Rob Rob Wright's mum then died, um, and he missed a couple of games on the bench um, to to be with his family. So it's almost like all those kind of you know those forces have come together. Yeah, and they're firing. I mean, let's be right; they were you know, predicted right at the very, very beginning of the season to, to be the team to watch. And they've had their ups and they've had the downs, but now all these forces have come together and it's just coming good for but them. But it, it's yeah. also like, so someone was saying on Twitter that, you know, teams with a high turnover tend to come good at the end of the season because you you do take that time to gel again and for, yeah. for teams to kind of get into the stride. And Magpies had a massive turnover this year, lots of new players in there. And now at the end of the season, they're coming good. Yeah, they've had that time mm. and they've gelled. Uh, well, how does that defeat affect Vixens going into the semis as they came up as they come up against Magpies again at the weekend, don't they? And sorry, you spoke yeah. last week about them underperforming when it matters. What do they need to do to basically right the wrongs for this game? Well, I mean, I'm going to back Magpies, so Vixens will probably win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a little glimmer of hope for them. I don't. I really don't think it will go that way. But, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I think. Vixens have been Vixens at the minute and it sounds awful because they're such a great team but come finals time it's like they they start the season so well and then they they kind of peak at the wrong time and coming into finals they've had a couple of poor results and they just don't look like the same team that they did at the beginning of the season so I think they'll they'll be looking for a bit more consistency you know that like beginning of the season they were just like very robotic you know got ball to goal ball to goal ball to goal all the time and now they just look a bit underconfident and it's difficult when you lose a couple of games to just go to go to players Go on, go and be confident. Go like, full throttle. Yeah, do you know what this. I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's hard, but they've got enough quality in there to to do well. And it's just and the mentality. Yeah, and I think yeah. having lost in finals in both the previous years isn't going to no, be great isn't. for them either. And two nil against Mad Pies through yeah. the season. Mm. I don't know what they're like. I mean, you'd like to think that they're athletes, you know, with some sort of composure, but. 2-0 going into the third game. Yeah. Can they turn them over? It's, it's tough. Okay, the major semi-final sees first place Sunshine Coast Lightning host second place Swifts and that's going to determine who goes directly through to hosting the grand final. Now, can I just ask ladies, is it a bit strange that Suncorp have a major and a minor semi-final? And can you just explain how that works for listeners who might not have come across this before? So, one play two Um the team that finishes first plays the team that finishes second and whoever loses that gets a second chance in finals so you're kind of rewarded for finishing in the top two um, and the third and fourth play each other and whoever loses that goes straight out whoever wins oh, that plays the loser oh, of one okay. and two. Oh, I understand so you get double chance if you finish in the top two which is a, a really good incentive to finish in the top two but it obviously takes a week longer than just Phenomenal. a straight semi-final am I being stupid or does that not then nullify the point of the game between Three and four. them. If they, yeah, I don't. Between what? No, sorry. Between one and two, if the, if you're going to get another chance in the final anyway. Well, because whoever wins between one and two goes straight to grand final. Oh, but then yes, I get. But you, then but the then loser gets another gets chance, chance to make grand final. Oh, that yeah. does make sense now. I hope that yeah. makes sense to you, Netball Nation listeners as well. Um, how much do you reckon? How much more of an advantage do the home side get in this? I uh, think. I think. <laughs> Personally, I would always love to play at home in front of my own home crowd. Mm. You know, the, the energy and the buzz that that gives you, it's a familiar arena as well. Um, I don't know how much that affects these girls at that level because they turn up just to play. Yeah. And, and do you think it's a case of, well, we block out our surroundings, we focus on the game? A, a little bit. And I think 
because none of these are going to be massive journeys. If you if you've got somewhere like Fever, where it's like five hours from Brisbane, that that's a bit mm. different. You know the the kind of effect of the travel. Yeah. None of these are massive journeys. And if Sunshine Coast win on the weekend and they host the final, they can't host it on the Sunshine Coast anyway. It's got to go to Brisbane because it's not big enough. So, you know, it's it, it is an advantage because you get more supporters there. But it's not. I don't think it's the be all and end all yeah. at this point. Well, we'll be seeing both Helen Halsby and Nat Haythornthwaite in action for Swifts in that game. How good is it for the Vitality Roses that three of their starting seven, if we include Jeeva as well, who's playing for Magpies, mm. are going to be playing in these high-pressure games? I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And, you know, it's great for the girls themselves as well to be playing on that sort of stage. And it does nothing but benefit our own Roses girls and our own programme when we've got girls playing at the highest level in the top championships. Yeah, credit to them. Yeah. Uh, now, we discussed last week that uh, Lightning head coach Nolene Torua is stepping down from her role at the end of the season. Uh, does that provide extra motivation for her side to go on and win the competition now, do you think, for a third time? Yeah, it, I mean, it probably does. Um, I, I imagine it's something that they're, they're probably not talking that much about. They're trying yeah. to just keep focused. Um, but they're playing so well anyway. I'm not sure how much motivation they need. Like, yeah, that's true. They're, they're doing really, really well. So they will want to win it. And I think at at this point of the season as well, um, with so much movement in netball, everyone knows it's not going to be the same team next year. And especially Lightning. I think when when the lists were announced last week of who hadn't contracted players, there was five people on on Sunshine Coast Lightning oh. who who aren't contracted for next year really? yet. So they'll know that that's, that squad's going to look slightly different. And it, it might not be all five that, that move on, but they're probably going to have at least a couple of changes. So um, I think every every year is kind of now seen as an opportunity because people don't stay at clubs for that long. So they, they'll want to win it to, to kind of cap off a really good year. Yeah, definitely. And, and what do Swifts need to do to beat them at the weekend? <laughs> Keep the ball. Yeah, you know, get it to goal and score it, which they have yeah. the ability and the capability of doing. But Lightning, I think, has been said that if you believe in stats and things like that, Lightning have done a great job all season with possession. And then anything that they've turned over, they've managed to convert as well. So it is going to be a, a, a simple game of, you know, doing the basics, doing them really well. And anything that you take off the other team, you have got to capitalise and score off it. And they've got firepower power at both ends to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think Helen Housby has to has a, have a really big game. Um, you know, Carla Pretorius has just dominated that league, and and in the World Cup, England versus South Africa, mm. I thought Helen Housby played really really well against Carla. Um, she's going to have to do that again if if Swifts want to win up there. She'll see. Mm. Right then, ladies, it's time to put your money where your mouths are, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, firstly, the major semi-final, Lightning v Swifts. Who's going to take that one? And sorry, you've got to go with what you actually think rather than what, <laughs> rather than what you want so it doesn't switch up. Well, you this see, is reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you see, this is fine because I think Lightning's going to win. But then even if Swifts win, it's, Hel it's Helen and Nat. So, okay, you know, yeah. I'm on win-win win, win there. So I, I'm, I'm picking Lightning. Lightning, Mags? I have to say on form, Lightning. So you're both saying Lightning, right? Secondly, the minor semi-final, which is a rematch of Vixens v Magpies. Who is your money on? For, for me, I think it will be a closer score, but I still think that Magpies will do it. Yeah, I think Magpies will win. You're both in agreement. Yeah. So either nobody's coughing up next week or <laughs> no, we, we both are. are. Yeah. <laughs> right then, cannot wait to uh, for us to chat about those games and find out who's going to be playing in the grand final. Right then, ladies, we move on. We've not spoken too much in the off-season about the Vitality Super League and what's been happening in terms of player transfers and the players who are choosing to stay put for the 2020 season. Now, before we get into that, though, we've had a question come in linked to this and it's Ruth Bell who's dropped us an email and says, uh, I was wondering if we could get some more in 
insight into how the UK uh, SL sign-in slash transfers work. We know that the window officially opened at the beginning of August and so far there haven't been too many announcements made. Is that because simply there will still be lots of discussions going on? Do clubs withhold information to keep other clubs guessing or is it just early days? I'm going to pass this one to Sarah because she is (laughs) actively involved in this kind of work. Give us an insight, Sarah. Um, Well, honestly, I think... um, Information isn't isn't getting out there because it's so long until season, mm. basically. So clubs have mostly done the business they're going to do um, in terms of signing players now. But the problem for clubs is wh- when do you announce them? So you've got Fast Five in October, um, you've got a ticket release and you've got a competition that starts in February. Um, so if you announce all your players in August, then... Right, everyone gets excited in August and then you release your tickets and everyone's forgotten about it. So Mm, teams are now doing it a bit more strategically. So Thunder announced a couple of players and then they announced their season tickets went on sale. Fair enough. I imagine they'll they'll announce another couple before Fast Five, then... Just drip... Yeah, it makes, people, makes people, people are drip feeding it, and which keeps it relevant. Mm, then, which, it? I mean, is a bit frustrating for fans and I understand that, but like I've discussed before, I think we should have a four to six week window of signing players and, be done. and that's it. But, but at the minute, players don't have to be signed until like Christmas time. And so. I, ideally, do all clubs want their players signed before pre-season? Oh, yeah. You yeah. want it all boxed off, done? Yeah, ready. I mean, I'd, clubs, I think at this point, clubs might have one, prob- probably two maximum spots in the roster that they don't know who oh, really? who's taking. And, and is that, otherwise is that, it's the, done. Is that the 10? Because I think, have we dropped 10 players this season no it's it's 10 10 on the bench for a game but you've still got 15 in your squad so you can pick any 10 from your 15 so i like i said i think most clubs have have got that sorted um it's all a done deal it's pretty it's pretty much done for most clubs right you're not gonna like this next bit sarah because we know it's like getting blood from a stone but ruth also asks if there are any loughborough lightning exclusives you could share with the netball nation listeners That's a nervous laugh for anyone who knows. That's, I mean, that's a firm no, <laughs> um, No, I think I think we're the same as everyone else. You know, like we will announce some in the next few weeks um, because we've got um, Fast Five coming up. So we'll announce our squad for Fast Five and we will also have ticket release coming up. So we'll announce some around that. Um, but other than that, like I said, we're, we're, we're almost done. We're pretty much done player signings, but... Um, it'll all kind of hopefully come together over the next few weeks. Oh, we've got a mini tease there, Ruth. Mini mm. tease. Right. Thank you so much for your questions, Ruth. I uh, hope we've done a good job answering them for you. We've got some more listener questions coming up in a bit, but just before we get to those, is there any player transfer or retention news that comes out that's particularly surprised you or shocked you at all? Um, not at the moment, I don't think. No, there's nothing out there that I've heard that I thought, oh, surprised about that one. What about you, Sarah? Um, I mean... L- l- not many, not many have been announced at all, but I think I think some clubs have, have recruited pretty well, like from from what I know, from who's going where, and I think we'll have some new players coming into the league, which will be exciting. Um, so it's it's worth hanging in there if you if you're frustrated with the lack of signings, it's worth hanging in there because I think I think people will be um, excited by what some what what some teams have been able to do in the off season. Exciting. Well, Manchester Thunder have announced that both Laura Malcolm and Catherine Turner are going to be returning next season. Uh, do you think it's important for Thunder to retain players of their quality if they hope to defend their Super League title? I think if you can retain your players, you know the, you, they, you know you should. It's, you know your natural leaders. If you can keep them with the experience that they have, it. it 
then ensure the continuity across the next mm. season. There's always the the injection of your internationals or maybe some youth that come through because you've got to try and get a balance of the of, of, of everything. Um, but I think it's great that they've managed to keep Laura and that they've got Catherine. Catherine's come back as well because they are experienced players and bring you know a buzz to that squad. Absolutely. Right, thank you for that, ladies. Now it's question time. Are we ready? <laughs> Big thanks to our Netball Nation listeners who've been sending in lots of incredible questions over the last couple of weeks and we've been storing them up but ready to put the dynamic duo on the spot. So first up, we've had a great question coming from Matt Gainsford who says he really enjoys the show. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, Thank you for the Netball Nation love. Uh, Matt was listening to the episode where we spoke about the different types of Roses programs and has asked you to explain what being a P1 athlete involves and asks how do they train full-time at Loughborough if they have to train with their clubs as well. Uh, go for it. Um, so really the program only kind of runs outside of Super League. So I think actually next week um, the England girls go back into camp. So they'll go into, into camp for, I don't know, four, four days. days. Um, have uh, t- have th- have three days off, go back into camp for four days, and they'll do that um, for I don't know how many weeks, five six weeks. Um, they've they've got that test si- well that tour to Australia, New Zealand. It's not a test series, but tour to Australia, New Zealand. They'll come back, probably have a week off, and then go again in camp. So that runs kind of like September till January time. And then once the January quad series is finished, um, players rejoin their club teams and they kind of don't really have any um, England commitments commitments. until the end of Super League. So is it quite a doable schedule that they have? At this time of year, I think it is because there's no competition really. Yeah. I mean, it's just just a long year. So um, especially for the girls who went to World Cup, if if they're in as a P1 athlete and they're in the full-time programme, they'll only have had maybe five weeks off and then they'll go back in and then they'll get maybe get a couple of weeks off at Christmas, but that's it. then that's it. Wow. That's it. Well, there you go, Matt. There's your, there's your answer. I hope that sorts that for you. Moving on, Louise Gibbings has got in touch and says she loves the podcast. Thank you. We're getting oh. a lot of love. Thanks, Louise. Uh, right, Louise has pretty much sent us a quiz for you both to answer. Oh. So let's get cracking. <laughs> I feel like we need a buzzer for this one. Uh, I'm going to ask this question first, but we might have to come back to it to give a bit of you a bit of time to think about what your answer is. As Louise has asked, what seven players would be in your current netball world leaders team if you had to pick one now? Now we can come back. Oh. We can we can let you think about it and come can, back. Can I have a pen and paper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah's got a, a red in her hands. She's There's so many this. quality players out there. Yeah, and, I've got and... my defence. It's, it's my attack I'm struggling oh. with. Right, well, go on. Start with your defence then. Go on. Uh, goalkeeper, I'd have Shamira. Shamira. I'll tell you what, you can create it between you. And right. you can discuss it and create your, your world team between you. Okay. I like Shamira at goalkeeper. I was going to go Jeeva, but... You know. oh, oh, is that me being unpatriotic? <laughs> I only say with? that. I only say that because, of course, you know, Jiva is just superb. But you're going to say going, old. I, no, well, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going with the youth. I'm right. going with Shamira Shimo- right. because of the youth. What are you agreeing with that then, Sarah? I mean, I'll let her have this one. Okay. I, might, I might have some more battles to fight. <laughs> okay, next battle. Oh, there's only one goal defence we dare say. So. Yeah, Carla Pretorius. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting Serena Guthrie at wing defence. Mm. You, you in agreement there? Yeah, right. she is the number one for me. Okay, you've got you've got your four players left. Laura, yeah, Laura Langman, which is center. why I put Serena Guthrie at wing mm. defence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. um, wing attack. Oh, Ooh, this one's causing one. yeah. problems, isn't it? Go on, what's going on in your heads? Speak. I, I don't speak think there's thoughts. a lot of 
world-class wing attacks about and that's the issue it's a case of there's maybe five or six that could cover the position but as to you stand out oh wow um i'd probably go bongi oh bongi and zomi from south africa yeah Yeah, i'll I'll have that you're going bongi and then you've got two two more players to choose now goal attack um gretel Oh, Max, she's Australian. <laughs> Do, are, we, are, we, are we not allowing them? I mean, I mean, <laughs> we can, we've caused it, yeah. I mean, we can allow them, but I mean, we've got Joe Harton and we've got Helen Houseby, and. Um, yeah, we have. You've got Maria Tutayir. Yeah, well, it's all for right. Lau, sorry. Uh, well, uh, do you know what? Then I'd go Maria, maybe goal attack, because I still see Joe Harton as mm. a goal shooter rather than oh, a goal attack. Oh, well, I was, I was going to put Janelle Fowler at goal shooter. Oh, yeah. So are we disagreeing on this? Because yeah. like, I kind of put you together to help each other. But well, I mean, my seven can play Mags's seven. <laughs> yes, yes, and we'll see you we'll win, We'll have to rotate the defence. We'll have to rotate <laughs> right through from keeper right. to centre. Louise, you've caused some friction. Well, I was going to say, uh... I'll have Casey Corporal as my backup goal defence. <laughs> <laughs> Never have... before has she been a backup goal defence. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have Stacey then. <laughs> right, there you go, Louise. There we have it. That is uh, Sarah and Mags, world leaders team. We're going to be arguing for the next like, yeah. four hours about this. I'm going to move on before the tension gets too much. Right. um, This question is for both of you from Louise. She's asked, what do you find most rewarding and also challenging when you're coaching? Oh, if if I go with the the youth, because I do more youth than I do adults, uh, I think it's just the the fact that they're sponges, that they are so receptive to anything that you throw at them, that they they give 100% and will, will try anything. And that moment when that light bulb moment when it comes together, when they get it and they they see that they've got it and they put it out on court and they practice it. And it's just a, an amazing feeling um, to, to both work with them and to see it happen. Do you know what? We were talking about this yesterday because um, I went and did some work with the England under 17s, mm. 19s and 21s. And I was like, these guys, they just like take information on board oh, and do it. They do. They were wonderful. It, but they've got like no limitations. Like no. you get to seniors and, and everyone like you kind of like, oh, like go on that. And they're like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to get there. I'm not fast enough. Yeah. But, but the kids, they're yeah. just like. And they throw yeah. themselves at everything. But that must be so rewarding for you guys going, I've told them that. And they're literally listening mm. to me and doing it. Yeah, I mean, I don't work with kids, so they so my lot don't do that. <laughs> they listen to me, then they yeah, do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that means they don't listen to you. <laughs> oh, they do. They do listen. Uh, they nod along. Yeah. <laughs> um, cha- and cha- challenges. I think oh, there's loads of challenges. Um, from from the youth perspective, again, uh, challenges can be um, saying this very, very politely and without being disrespectful. Um, expectations of parents. Mm. Uh, sometimes expectations of the children themselves, the youth themselves. What you mean? They put themselves under too much pressure that they should be achieving more than they are. Sometimes, sometimes that's it. Sometimes it's a case of that. No matter what you do, no matter which way you deliver, the, the some of them will never get it. And um, you know, we have to accept that. You know, it's like the the pyramid effect. You know, not everybody can play for England, and some of the expectations of some of the players, they believe that they are world class when. The reality is, is different. How do you then, Mags, handle those conversations with both the, the children and their parents? Well, you've just got to be as polite and as and honest as you can be without destroying them because they still have something to offer the game. Mm. It's at what level they can offer I think I think we, we've kind of briefly touched on this before and, and I remember like Laura Malcolm put something out about, you know, actually kid like 
kids need to be realistic. There's maybe like probably less than 1% will mm-hmm. ever make it. Mm-hmm. But it as coaches as well, we've kind of got to get to the point where we make like we make it more about it sounds like X factor, but more about the journey than about the destination. So actually, you know what? Like, yes, you want to do well and you want to achieve and you want to be ambitious, but you're playing because you want to play, not not for those external reasons. Well, ultimately, you'd like to think that everybody plays it because they enjoy it. And that is the number one reason why. Not because they're going to get to the elite level, but because it's a game that they love. Yeah. So Whatever level they get to is elite for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, And and as long as you're honest... In the nicest possible mm. way, because the last thing you want to do is to break, you know, a young person when they're at the start of their journey. Um, but if they end up being the best club player that they can be, well, then that's their elite netball. Absolutely. Thank you for that, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louise is still with us. Uh, and this one, it's a quick fire uh, answer that she wants. So basically, Louise wants to know what you think are the top three qualities of a great netball player. Mags. Oh, 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 oh God, sorry about this with quick fire. <laughs> three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did it, did it, did I can't it, think. It. Sorry, <laughs> she's you first. got me. She's got me. Um, I think if you're going kind of overall, like, resilience is probably one like probably the the key one and i think when we're talking about um like kids not always making it and knockbacks and all the rest of it um no one no one ever progresses through the netball career on just a smooth path um and so resilience kind of from that point of view but also you know like if if your team's down you want someone who's going to kind of dig the heels in and be like nah this isn't happening today so um, it's that's a huge one. So resilience, basically someone that's going to be a sort of a morale booster. Yep. Yeah. And what else, Max? Well, I'm going to say knowing what team is, being mm. part of a team. Not uh, making it about yourself, no. but about what's best for everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, finally, uh, Louise has got one final question for you guys. How important is it to have different personalities and characters in a team like huge. you say, Max? Absolutely huge because you we are all different. We're yeah. all individuals. And, you know, you need that person that's a bit of a joker. Mm-hmm. The one that you're always saying, can you shush? I'm talking now. You know, you're here to train because that's the person that keeps people engaged, even though they might be a little bit distracting, but you need somebody with a bit of a chatterbox, keeps people alive. You also need the, the deep thinkers, you know, the ones that will, you know, analyse and maybe come back to you and sort of challenge you in a really nice yeah. way because... As a coach, you should be challenged. Absolutely. Um, you know, by your players. Um, and then the spectrum in between. So from that quiet thinking mm. person to that happy girl, okay, the one that's always got the best banging tunes when you're traveling, you know, right through the spectrum. I don't think we'd mm. make a great team, us three, would we? Because we'd all be, just be talking all over each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to ask as well, this is a question from me. Um, what is it like if there is a clash of personalities in your team and how do you deal with that? Oh, I mean, I've had that. I've had <laughs> badly what, as well. What, what do you do then? How do you approach that? Do you know what? The individuals now look back on the incident um, because it was clear that they, off the court, would never be buddies, would never go off coffee, would never have drinks or anything like mm. that. And there was this this bad feeling between them. But when they step on the court, it's a completely different matter they play for each other with each other but off the court they want to murder each other really yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think there's you've got to get to a point where there's just a, a healthy level of respect you don't mm. have to like everyone um and I, like I'm, I'm a massive believer in in kind of having a teamy team like you know like the, actually you'd enjoy spending time together and because the more time you spend together um 
the, the easier it is to play together because you know each other, you know, you you want to win for each other. But that's not like, it's not Step rainbows no. and lollipops. No, it's not no. always going to happen. No. So just get to a point where there's a level of respect where even if you don't like them and you don't want to spend any time with them off court, that's absolutely fine. But on court and at training and in games, you, you have to be... Yes, one. Yeah, as one. You have to have a level of professionalism where you go, actually, you're a right pain in my backside, but... You, you're a damn good player, so let's I'm just get on with, with it. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for that, ladies. And thank you so much, Louise, for your fantastic questions. We hope you've enjoyed hearing what these two had to say. Now then, if like Louise, Matt and Ruth, you want to grill the dynamic duo of Sarah and Mags, please do get in touch. You can tweet us at Nation or drop us an email to hello at MyNetballNation.com and we'll make sure we cover them in next week's episode. Right then, before we get to shout outs, we've not grilled Sarah for wedding updates for a while, <gasps> Mags. Haven't. Sarah, so is, many it, is it still happening? She's still <laughs> got a ring on her finger that yes. massive rock <laughs> still yeah. happening I'm blinded still where's my eyes so any updates for us oh loads ba- it's, uh, it's basically done but every time we book something I'm like oh we're done now and then well, it's like no so it's it, it's not happening in the barn with the animals <clears throat> is it like yeah. discuss pre- <laughs> so you are having animals no there. well I mean that's still up for debate okay it, it depends who you ask but it's, ha- it's happening <laughs> in a barn and you go into a uh, you're not going to a snooker hall afterwards for your after party no okay so where's that happening what's going on there Where's the snooker hole happening? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just for our nipple nation drinks, oh, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The snooker hole. Uh, where, where what's going on then? Where are you up to with it? So yeah, we've got a venue, um, the barn. The barn. We have some donkeys. Main point. Yeah. Um, we've got a band. We've got a photographer. We've got flowers. Mm, no, that's next on the list. We've right. got a caterer. But we need to go and eat some of the food. Um, Have you got what you're wearing? Mm, no. Oh. No. That's a although, big one. Although Stacey's been on that. Yeah, she's been doing a little ticket tour of Australia on that. For you as well? No, not for me. I was going to say, crikey. No. <laughs> Lazy over here. She's like, that. you need to sort that <laughs> out yourself. <laughs> like, it's the one thing you're going to you know? have to do. Um, um, yeah, go on. Anything else? Um... I mean, there's lots of words that I've just been awoken to. <laughs> like, oh, like, like draping. <laughs> draping. What, what on earth See, is draping? When you say drape, I'm imagining things hanging from the and ceiling. Cutting. Yeah, apparently yeah. that's what it is. Apparently and that's what it is. I got I got a visual um, update oh, on what it is. Oh, I like this. She yeah. really is organised, Stacey. And are you going to be responsible for hanging the draping? Because that's the concern. Mate, I'm, not even re- <laughs> I'm not even left responsible for booking the draping, <laughs> let alone hanging it. <laughs> there will be no going up ladders. I've got severe vertigo. <laughs> um, have you got a colour theme? Y- yes, I believe we have. But Are you going to share it or are you not? Um, it's not that I'm not sharing it. <laughs> oh, you've just forgotten what it was. <laughs> it's top secret, obviously. Yeah, obviously. That's why I'm not saying Emma. Stacey's going to be straight on the phone after this. What is our colour theme, Sarah? <laughs> well, there we have it. There's the wedding updates. We can't wait to hear more of those. Uh, thank you so much. Right, have you got any shout outs, ladies? Uh, two, if I may. Yeah. Um, I believe the Lionesses, I think they're, are they playing tonight against yeah. Belgium? Um, big shout out to them. Best of luck go well um, and um, come back with a win. Yes, best of luck. Also, Ros Cook, who used to be England netball physio, is now one of their physios. There you go. Amazing. It's just all all good vibes between football and football. Yeah, Yeah. and the the second one is this weekend, there's a massive tournament taking place at Birmingham University and it is the Police National Netball Championships. Oh, wow. So every county force in England, and I think there may be a couple from Scotland, will be 
at the university playing against each other. Um, I think it's the one time of the year that I actually put some trainers on <laughs> and throw my old self out on a court. Oh, Max, <laughs> can people come and see this? Is oh, it ticketed? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not ticketed. Oh, it's outside. Oh, yeah. it's, it's outside. <laughs> yeah. Go! Oh, so much. <laughs> my knees are in pain just thinking about this. <laughs> Damn. Outside. So it's outside. So it was held in West Yorkshire last yeah. year. We were very, you know, very, very lucky to have won it last year whilst we were hosting it. Amazing. So, uh, reigning champs, so we'll see what we Better do. Better get another season. win for yourself. Yeah, so then. good luck to everybody. If anyone wants to see Mags get <laughs> yes. ultra competitive, <laughs> come to Birmingham University. Yes. Well, best of luck, Mags. Thank Sarah, you. what about you? Any shout outs? Um, it's also the under 15s tournament this weekend, it isn't is. it? So, um, uh, are they in Nottingham? No, no. Wolverhampton. 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 So, yeah. um, all the Super League franchises, under 15s teams, and then a couple of extras from um, other regions um, will be doing battle. In Wolverhampton, so good luck. Yeah, good luck best of luck to all yeah. of you guys. Get, get along and see that mm. if you can. Um, and then the other one is my old flatmate um, from Wellington, Matt, um, messaged me in the middle of the night, just going, oh, "I've just been listening to every single Netball Nation episode at work. Oh. How have I only just found this?" I mean, I didn't want to point out that that's probably about eight hours, which is an yeah. entire work day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Stop slacking, man. yeah. But shout out to Matt and the Wellington crew for um, for listening in. We'll, we'll, we'll take all latecomers. We'll yeah, all late nice work, Matt. Hey, Matt, any questions, send them in. Oh, yeah, God. if you've got any in particular that. that relates to Yeah, or if you <laughs> want to share, share anything about Sarah with us, feel <laughs> no, free to do that. so <laughs> at my Netball Nation. Uh, right, thank you so much for that, ladies. Another belting week. Thank you for listening to uh, Netball Nation. To listen to our podcasts, head over to mynetballnation.co.uk and follow us on all the social platforms at my Netball Nation. Right, see you next time, guys. See Thanks ya. very much. This is Nepal Nation.